armchair. There's something, I'll say there's something kind of yeah about a kid that's never played baseball. <laughs> we have been hoodwinked, bamboozled, and flat out deceived. Why did you get so drunk? You got drunk. <laughs> I'm just really exhausted. What's in that cup? Rum and Cokes? Do you have any idea how important you this is? Do you have any idea? Really, this is you what you're doing? Do you have any idea? Chief, what do you want to do tonight? The same thing we do every night. Try to take over the world. 106 miles to Chicago. We got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes. It's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. Armchair. YouTube Live. Radio Station. The radio station you can call your own. You're listening to Braves Country with Mac McGee and the Armchair Quarterbacks. We're here live weekdays, 3 p.m. Eastern to 5 p.m. Eastern, WQEE 99.1 FM, The Key, and simulcasting on YouTube.com forward slash at Braves Country, your first choice for Southern sports. Good afternoon. I'm Mac McGinn. I don't know much, but I know one thing. It sure is glad to see Marcelo Zuna get a couple of hits. Maybe this investment isn't all the way in the tank after all. Armchair. Community Access Channel. He's the armchair quarterback. He's full of beer and he's full of snacks. He's the Howdy, hi, and how the hell are you? It is TGI Friday. Let's get it going. Bobby's on the way. Tones is on the way. We're going to talk cool games of the weekend. We're also going to get into a lot of March Madness. We're going to get into some spring training. And, of course, there is some news around the National Football League. To start it off and get you going, get you updated on what's going on here. If you're riding down the road and you can't see the screen, the Atlanta Braves lead the Houston Astros 8-6. to six. That game is in the bottom of the seventh inning. Of course, this is spring training. We are still just under a month away from opening day. In fact, opening day is going to be a month from or four weeks from yesterday. Four weeks from yesterday, we will be at opening day right here on the key 105 first pitch. We'll bring it to you here on Braves Country. Atlanta today got some pretty good. I'm going to, well, I guess we can't call it news. Just got a, a really good outing from Bryce Elder. Remember, Bryce Elder did not look v- very good the first time out. Today, much, much better. Elder, three innings, no earned runs, three strikeouts. And look, I never really overreact to any of these guys' outings in spring training realistically because a lot of times guys are out there, especially the veterans. The guys are out there, they're working on something. There are guys that will go out there and say, I'm only going to throw a fastball today. And it becomes very evident to the guy in the box, and they can tee off him. There are other guys saying, I'm not throwing a fastball today. I'm only throwing junk. And so you see this type of stuff unfold. But when Bryce Elder is involved, when Mike Soroka t- 
takes the hill this spring. Ian Anderson. These are guys are fighting for a, a spot in the five-man rotation. Assuming no injuries, it's going to be Freed, Strider, Wright, and Morton getting the one through four. And then we're going to end up with essentially the fifth guy will be a number of different ways they can go. I still think Bryce Elder probably has the best chance because Soroka may not be ready for for the opening weekend. If Soroka is ready for the opening weekend, then by all means, yes, I do think that 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 Soroka. You got to give the nod to the guy who did it the best before. But coming off that kind of injury, I don't know. I'm I'm kind of gearing with the whole. There's a pretty good chance that he is not going to be uh, ready for opening day. If he's not ready for opening day, opening weekend, the first, basically, if he's not ready for the St. Louis series, which which is the second series, Braves begin the season on the road, will be in Washington on opening day and opening weekend, and then we will go to St. Louis. We come home after that and maybe he's ready by then but as of right now i'm gonna guess that it's between elder and anderson and elder pitched really well down the stretch last year and of course anderson did so poorly that that he had to get down to the minors so elder pitching well today three innings and three strikeouts if you're just joining us that's a good sign in my book uh, one of the guys that did not pitch well, and it's kind of disappointing because we've got some high hopes for him. Vodnik, one inning pitch, four earned runs. Has ballooned his spring ERA to 21 at this point. As far as the batters, you heard me mention it earlier. Marcelo Zuna, when when we cut the sports break, it, he he was two for three. He finished three for four today raising his spring average to 308 and he did score a run he'd had a ground rule double and it wasn't like he did it off a of chopped liver he had the ground rule double off of stanick who is one of houston's better relievers once again double-edged sword you don't know if stanick was going all out or if, or if he was working on things but regardless it's a positive thing there Forrest Wall, once again, is playing very well. He hit leadoff today. He was one for four, two runs scored, an RBI. He did strike out once. How about Adrianza? Adrianza stepping in going three for three. He's now 444 on the spring. We all know that it's very, very early. We're just a week in here, but very encouraging. And Sam Hilliard got into the action today. He started. He went two for four. You like seeing that? Ryan Castile, who has had some power this spring, he went 0 for 4 today. His average is an abysmal 143, but once again, we're just a weekend. Shoemaker went 1 for 3 today. Let's see if anyone else got into the action. Um, that's about it. And Castile, Castile has, has the opportunity to be a third emergency-type catcher. 
I don't think you're going to see him actually make the club, but he is a veteran coming in trying to possibly win some type of role, and we'll see how it works as the spring unfolds. Chadrick Trump, remember, he he was sent back down to AAA because they're wanting him to basically get ready for the AAA season, barring injury from anyone up on, on the uh, big club, and be ready in a pinch. Look, it's a 162-game season, and we know the most brutal position is give me one second I feel like I've got a a, a secondary audio coming in um I'm sorry I fi- I figured out what it was okay uh but back to my point on the Chadwick Trump thing is that he's gonna have to be ready to come in and step in at any point in time in the 2023 season. If something happens to Murphy or to Travis Darnode, you're, you you want a guy who is ready to roll and not sitting, sitting around getting rusty on the bench. I know I look, I've seen a lot of fans that have talked about hoping that Chadwick Trump could, could somehow make the big club. And that's just, when fans say that, fans are doing that because a a lot of them don't grasp the fact that this is not this is not a video game where you just pull them off the bench and get them ready to roll. That's number one. And the other thing is, fans want to see guys make the big club because they want to see them in action because they don't watch a lot of minor league games. Now, minor league games are available out there to watch, and I do watch my fair share of them. But that's where this, that's why fans. Oh, we, yeah, we we could carry three catchers, but for the development of Trump, it really is not beneficial for Trump or the Braves to have that third catcher up that you're still trying to develop to develop at such a young age. Remember, we we saw the same thing with Contreras until last year. Last year he came up and he put pretty much split time with Darnode, but that was. A, a different situation because you had already basically developed him. Trump is still a guy that they're, you know, he's a young, young kid. I believe he's 23 and they've got to be able to have him ready. So if something, ter- you know, God forbid, but if something were to happen, even if it was for a short stretch and either Darnode or Murphy can't go to the post, you put him on the IL and even if it's a short stint on the IL, you want Trump to come up and you want him to play and to, and to play the same role. You want him to get just as many at bats as the guy he's replacing. So that's why you see Castile in there. I've had a lot of people ask me about that. So many people have talked about, well, Castile is nowhere near as good. As Trump. Of course he's not. But they know what they have in Trump and they know what the plan is for Trump. What they're trying to figure out is, is Castile worth keeping around? Once again, he went 0 for 4, two strikeouts, but he did hit a bomb yesterday. All right, moving on from that, other things going on in Major League Baseball. Vladimir Guerrero Jr. came out of the game today, said right knee discomfort, and look, 
not a big deal in the grand scheme of things. Of course, we're still a month away from the regular season, but it is a big deal if you're talking about the World Baseball Classic. And he had planned to participate in the World Baseball Classic, and that action begins Tuesday and Wednesday of next week. And I don't think it's a very good likelihood that he's going to end up making it because, first of all, it's a very short window they play. It's just, it's just, I believe it's just under three weeks. You got to be healthy and be ready to roll. And they're not going to send teams are not going to send guys who are banged up to a, to an exhibition. It's a fun exhibition as fans. We all look forward to it. I'm looking forward to it. Rooting on team USA and then also watching the other countries battle it out is the best of the best in the world are going to be participating in this. And it's the closest thing that we have to a world cup in major league baseball. And that's essentially what they were trying to, to create was a world cup like atmosphere. And if you watched it last time around 2017, remember they had to miss it last time because of the pandemic they had to cancel it and there was talk about pushing it back and anyways but by, by the time everything settled they just said to heck with it we're just going to skip it all together so 2023 but the but the big thing was it was last year or last time around excuse me in 2017 the atmosphere that they had down in miami for some of the teams the dominican republic venezuela and whatnot it was an absolute carnival, and it was very fun to watch. Very fun to watch. If you did not watch it last time, I highly, highly suggest watching the World Baseball Classic this time around because the fans get into it. I'll be interested to see if the if the if the U.S. fans get a little more into it this time around after seeing what the rest of the fans were like. But the U.S. team should have a very good team. We'll talk about that a lot next week. But the World Baseball Classic just days away, and Vladimir Guerrero Jr. is banged up, and I would be shocked if he ends up making it down there to the, or I guess over there to the World Baseball Classic. Okay, we're going to take a really quick break. When we come back, Bobby's going to be with us, and we are going to be talking Little March Madness today and a whole lot more. We'll be back in a flash here on Braves Country and Braves Country HD wherever you stream. It's the best in sports and entertainment. And get locked in and locked down with Rhino Radio Penitentiary, 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. with your host, me, Ryan O'Neill. Each and every morning, right here with the best in sports and entertainment, all the way from professional sports to college sports to River Dragons hockey and everything in between, including some of the very best local and national guests. It's the Rhino Radio Penitentiary, 7 a.m. to 10 a.m., Monday through Friday, right here on 99.1 FM WQEE. Tuesday, March 7th, 6.05 Eastern, first pitch. Braves country is bringing you Atlanta Braves, Boston Red Sox, pitch by pitch, inning by inning, from Northport, Florida at Cool Today Park. Red Sox versus Braves broadcast will begin 6 Eastern, first pitch delivered by 6.05. Catch all the action right here. Make sure to like and subscribe, Braves Country HD. YouTube.com forward slash at Braves Country for Atlanta Braves baseball all year long.
Whenever I bring home Entenmann's Little Bites muffins... Little Bites? That's right, sweetie. Can you just give Mommy a minute? I love Little Bites. I know you do, but we're doing a commercial right now, okay? Got it. As I was saying, whenever I bring home you-know-what, you-know-who gets pretty excited. And so do I. Little Bites muffins are made with real ingredients, no high-fructose corn syrup, and are big, moist, and delicious. I love Little Bites. There you go. Yes. Entenmann's Little Bites muffins. The perfect portion of happiness. The Dixie Handle Company, five generations of the Strickland family, have produced quality hardwood farm and garden tools, wooden shutters, and custom furniture. This small business has been owned and operated since 1992 and ships to customers across the world. If you're looking for the highest quality tool handles, Dixie Handle Company is your place. Every item is handpicked to your specifications. If it's made of wood, they do it. Call now, 931-722-3395. That's 931-722-3395. Or go online to DixieHandle.com. The Dixie Handle Company. Welcome to Craftsmanship, a proud sponsor of Braves Country Baseball. I'm sure of it. I hate him. He's drunk. And vino veritas. I Jake Wodagis. Come on, boys. We don't want any trouble in here. Not in any language. Us Latin doll. Evidently, Mr. Ringo's an educated man. Now I really hate him. Well, if you stand and block the screen, you may just lose your life. And that goes for all 30 friends and 30 friends' wives. Because he's the armchair quarterback. Welcome back. On a TGI Friday as Mr. Bobby joins us. Bobby, how the hell are you today, sir? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. I'm looking forward to March Madness coming up. Uh, I know you're not a big UFC guy, but there's a huge fight tomorrow night. So I'm excited for the sports ahead. No, not a big UFC guy. What <laughs> What are they charging nowadays for the, for those uh, fights? I think it's about like 60 or 70 bucks, but I go and eat food with my friends and watch it at like Buffalo Wild Wings or something anyways. So I don't really uh, do that. Okay, but you're still paying to eat at Buffalo Wild Wings, right? Yeah, I get a burger and the fight and some time with my they don't friends. Charge That's it. It's worth it. What? They don't charge admission? <laughs> no, no. You laugh, but they used to. Uh, really? think there's been a way to get around that but yeah they they used to because used to when the when the ufc first came out they were trying to charge it like the old school boxing matches mm -hmm. to the restaurants and it, it and it was per head mm -hmm. so they would so in other words the restaurant was not paying 70 dollars. the restaurant was paying thousands of dollars to host it and because at the time I, I was running restaurants at the time. And it's one of the reasons why I'd never got into the UFC because mm -hmm. we would do the math. And we're like, my God, we got to charge everyone like $25 to walk through the door to make mm -hmm. it even, just to break even on this. Plus they're going to have to buy food and drinks and everything. And we were like, man, they just, it's never going to happen. Mm -hmm. We're never going to get enough people to come in and pay that. And our sales are going to go down. So, so we ended up, you know, just uh, punting it. I think there's been a way to get around it since ESPN took it over. I don't think they are as uh, strict on the rules. I think they charge restaurants a little more, but it's not yeah. like an enormous. I mean, literally, it was per head. 
mm-hmm. establishment. Not how many people you had in there, how many people you, you your capacity held. Mm-hmm. And so we were just like, man, this is this is a clown show. Like, there's mm-hmm. no reason why we're going to carry this or boxing, just anything pay per view. Yeah, whether it's WWE boxing you know, uh, UFC, all of it. We're like, why do that when we can carry the popular sports that are, they're not free. You gotta mm. have cable, but, but they're not charging you per head on yeah. people who are sitting in there during March madness. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's my number one reason for not getting into it back, back in its <laughs> day was I, I just, it's, it's one of the reasons why I, I fell out of love with boxing. I used to be a huge mm-hmm. boxing fan loved boxing when i was growing up and right around the mid 90s is about where i started falling out of it because it just got to the point where like man it seems like and back then realistically it was more expensive Mm -hmm. the price of a boxing or a ufc fight has not gone up much but obviously the cost of living has gone up quite a bit right yeah man when you're talking about trying to get I'm talking about some of the bigger fights in the nineties, like Lennox Lewis and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, Mike Tyson fights and whatnot. You, you were being charged. Some of them close to a hundred dollars. And you're like, dude, I don't, I don't have any, nor do I want that many friends over here. <laughs> it's not worth that. Yeah. Yes. I'll never buy a pay-per-view, but uh, I have no problem going and spending 15 bucks on a burger and watching some fights. Right, and no disrespect to you, but you're not the demographic they want in there. <laughs> they're yeah. they're hoping to get someone who's going to spend much more money than that. Yeah, they're hoping that they're going to get people in there buying four or five beers a piece, mm-hmm. a burger, and whatever appetizers. But most of these people that go to watch these things—that's another thing we realize—is that they're not big spenders because most of them were kids. So mm-hmm. once again, why are we carrying this? Instead, we would just care. I I do remember it hasn't been that long ago. It's probably been uh 2015-ish that I went to a a local restaurant slash bar here and they charged admission. It wasn't much, five mm. or ten bucks. Place was packed for mm. a UFC event. I always enjoy watching them. Mm-hmm. A buddy invites me over, I'll I enjoy the heck out of them, right? But I just, it's hard for me to get in to know, like, I, like, I don't know who the, who the different fighters are because I'm not spending 75 bucks every month to yeah. keep up with this stuff. So that, that's, mm. the, and I'm never going to talk my wife into, hey, let's go out here on Saturday <laughs> and, and, and watch a bunch of people play grab ass, um, you know, when <laughs> it's your one night off to basically go and relax. And yeah, that's what we're going to do. We're not going to go see a movie or anything. Yeah, yeah that'd be a tough sell, I imagine. Things so. change when, when, when you're in a relationship, Bobby. Enjoy it while you can, young man. That's all I can tell you. Uh, so there you go with that. In fact, tonight we're planning on going to a uh, going out uh, to a local restaurant. Buddy and I are uh, planning on catching some of the March Madness, and, and then the Celtics are on TV as well. Okay. And we rarely get together and say, hey, you want to meet up? Yeah. Well, guess what has happened in the last 48 hours since we first came up with these ideas? The oh, wives have figured a way to get. <laughs> you, you know what's going to happen last minute? We're not even going to end up going somewhere where we can see the game. It's gonna, oh, well, we got somewhere nice and quiet. God, that's, <laughs> that's not even what the plan was tonight. You guys wanted to watch the Celtics. I get it. Yeah. 
Celtics uh, are uh, seven thirty tonight, I think. Hmm. Uh, ESPN. So yeah, hmm. he he and I are been Celtics fans since we were much younger than you are now. Uh, <laughs> we were we we met in Florida growing up as kids in the mid to late eighties and the the Larry Bird era. And we became friends during that time period. And that was our common bond. Like we, we, we've always watched all these different sports, but the mm-hmm. only team we have, we've always agreed upon was the Boston Celtics. <laughs> so yeah, you better get out somewhere with the TV where you can watch it. Yeah. We're, uh, it's not a very good game, but you know, mm-hmm. they're on TV and yeah. not, not a lot of these days line up. So mm-hmm. what the heck with it. We're going to do it. Um, He's a baseball fan, but he's he he makes poor choices, and he's not a Braves fan. So you know, there you go. But anyways, back to the rest of the story. Uh, March Madness going on. By the way, real quick update on the Braves, Astros. If you can't see the screen, if you're driving down the road listening to WQEE, Atlanta's trails eleven to eight. That game is now in the. Let me double check this top of the ninth so the braves are batting braves had a pretty comfortable lead until all all of the uh, starters came out so bryce elder with a very good outing in case you're just joining us all right let's get into some march madness because i know everyone thinks it's it's starting next week man i've, I've been glued to college basketball all week long mm-hmm. the conference tournament started on the smaller tournaments, a lot of them began Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday, and I've been watching a lot of them, been getting into I've had some pretty good success, too. By the way, I killed it yesterday, man. <laughs> Holy crap. I mean, parlays, everything went right. I only had one. that did. The only one that I did not get right yesterday was me hedging a bet on one that – so I, I, I had a three-game money line parlay, and – the last game was starting late and it was either nine or 10 o'clock at night. Mm-hmm. And I'd already won the two leg, the first two legs. And I went ahead and put a little bit on the money line of the team that I did not take mm-hmm. just in case. And I should have just left it alone because it was the Arizona, um, I'm sorry, not Arizona, the UCLA, Arizona state game. Okay. UCLA blew them out. Mm-hmm. But I was wanting to make darn sure. So it only cost me five bucks, but I was wanting to make darn sure that I got something. Because when you get two of the three on a parlay, I don't care what any gambler tells you, they're wrong if they tell you don't don't go back and hedge it. You yeah. always hedge it. Well, either way, you come out with money. So What's that? Either way, you come out with money, and you did. So yeah, now you're yeah. really a loss. That's the thing. The people that say, no, you don't ever do that. Those are the people that have serious gambling problems because all they're in it for is the rush. I'm in it to win it, man. That's mm-hmm. it. That's what I'm in it for. But, uh, yeah, had a really, really good day. I woke up this morning. I didn't watch about the back half of the games I had took. And uh, I, w- I woke up this morning. I was like, wow, okay. That's what I'm talking about right there. Some some W's. It's always good to wake up and see, you know, W's across the board. I'll give you an idea of what I won. Per I had Purdue and Memphis both on the money line. 
and that paid out about uh one to one. I had I took Temple as a pick'em. They beat Central Florida. They started off slow. That that game ner- made me nervous when uh, Temple finally came back. Took Kennesaw State. That that was paying back one to two. I felt really good about that. They got a little uh got a little scary there towards the end of the game, but they ended up holding on. What was the other one? There was another uh here we go. Um FAU Troy and the UCLA game okay. on the money line. So uh and all three of those hit. All three of them hit, and there was oh the early game, South Alabama. South Alabama on a one to two payback. That's a huge day. That's rare that you get all of them right and only lost with a hedge. Right. Exactly. I I was very, I was pleasantly surprised. I, I, and the thing is, I hate when I talk about when when he has such good days like that. I hate even bringing up on the show because I'm like, you know what's going to happen? You're going to jinx the next one. Terrible weekend. Yep. (laughs) But, anyways, um, what games are are you eyeing tonight? So one game that caught my eye is a late game. It's for the Night Owls. It's New Mexico versus Colorado State. New Mexico is 21-9, but they're only 8-9 and nine in the conference, and they need a win on the road tonight. Uh, they're two-and-a-half-point favorites, so it should be a close game. should be entertaining. Um, so if you're staying up and you got nothing else to watch, you tune into that one. It should be a good game. What time is that game? It's at 11. Real late. 11 o'clock. Yep. Let's see if I can find that, that spread here in a minute. Let me see. Okay. I got it's it. on FS1 as well. 11 o'clock on FS1. Even better. You don't even have to search. That ESPN yep. Plus app, man, they have got to fix that thing. Mm-hmm. So to so I, I'm on it more than I think most people because I watch a lot of college basketball and then I watch college baseball and college softball on it as well. Yeah. First of all, can they set it up where your favorite teams would pop up instantly, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know if you're familiar with the app or not or how much you use it, but when you go in, it's very generic. Mm-hmm. You're logged into your account and you have to go through all these. Anyone who's used the app knows what I'm talking about. I'm talking about on, on any kind of Roku or smart TV. Okay. And it, it's a lot easier to, to navigate on, on a laptop but who the heck wants to stare at a laptop and watch a game, right? Yeah. So you have to go through all and meet all of the sports that they carry. I mean, badminton, everything. It's usually in, in alphabetical that you know that you have to go through. You can go off of what they have featured, but what they have featured is rarely what I want to watch. Mm-hmm. Because they usually try to push something on you. Oh, there's a double header of WNBA action, and I can't get, get that crap out of my way. I'm trying to find something that you know that actually matters. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> the, and you would think, like you know, like for instance, if you go to YouTube and you use YouTube quite a bit, it knows what you typically watch, and it will suggest, "Hey, here's Braves country. They're on live, yeah. right?" Mm-hmm. And and if you open it up every day. When we go live three to five, it's going to be one of the first things that pops up. Yes. Anything like that on YouTube or any any of the social media apps, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. 
uh, ESPN is still stuck in the 1990s. I mean, you mm. can go on there and you just have to scroll through. I'm, I'm literally badminton is on there. Cricket is on there. Okay. That's fine. But can mm. we put that crap out of the way? Cause I'm, I go to the same three sports every time. Mm-hmm. I never watch any football on there yeah. until the fall. Mm-hmm. Right. So get that XFL crap out of my way. <laughs> yeah. you know, don't, don't try to push me on to, you know, the, you, you know, the cricket championships, some random soccer league that nobody <laughs> cares about unless you, you know, live in the far corners of the earth. Yeah. Well, I tell you what, I use the Bleacher Report app to keep up with my scores and stuff of all the teams I like. And they have it set so you can, like, list your favorite teams, and they'll show it to you first at the top of the list of, you know, what your team's scores are, and then all the rest of them after that. Yeah, and all all your scoring apps do that, right? Mm -hmm. But ESPN Plus needs to do that with actual teams you like. They need to do it for games you want to view. Yeah, yeah. You can do that on ESPN PN's app to to, to be able to watch. I mean, to mm-hmm. keep up with scores. But I'm talking when you're going to view it. I yeah, that's have- what I mean. They need to implement something like that where you have like your favorite leagues or favorite teams or whatever. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, in fact, I'm, I'm just coming out of. I don't know what game it is that I uh, had up there for a second. I think it was the Eastern Michigan game. I'm not sure who won. Okay, Northern Illinois did win. Uh, that's another one that hit for me. Uh, Northern Illinois. So the jockey picked Eastern Michigan today and was pounding the table about it. And I was like, you know what? I'm going. I'm going Oppo. <laughs> he's he's got like three reasons, and they're all terrible reasons to pick Eastern Michigan, who's eight and twenty-three on the year. They were only getting four and a half points. And not to mention the fact the game's being played in DeKalb, Illinois. It's a, uh, you know, Northern Illinois was the home team. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, okay. I'm, and I, I looked at a couple of stats and I threw a little bit of hay on it. I was like, I'm starting to figure out that when, when he picks a game, I don't always go against him. Mm-hmm. I never go with him anymore. Yeah. And I was like, eh, I'll, I'll give Northern Illinois a shot. They won by 20. <laughs> <laughs> it's like this every day. I mean, I, just, so I, I had to mute him because, you know, he's just, he goes on these crazy rants. Yeah. But the best part that's going on right now on Twitter is everybody is coming after him with all these <laughs> nasty comments because he was so braggadocious for three mm-hmm. years when he was winning. And now, and he still brags. <laughs> one win. But then he, he he doesn't mention the six losses littered around that one win. Yeah. And so they're all, you're a fraud, you're an idiot, moron. <laughs> Sometimes hey man, I He cost him some money. I don't blame him. What's that? He cost him all money. I don't blame him. Well, yeah, because. Not you, though. Yeah, because, well, people are following him. And mm-hmm. he was so hot at the beginning. There are people that continue to believe. I'm like, do you not realize that when someone's that hot, they're probably not that good, mm. right? So if, if this guy was always winning all the time, someone would have already put him on somewhere, right? Mm. Jimmy the Greek, he is not. That's all I'm saying. All right, let's take a quick break. When we come back, we are going to get into the Southeastern Conference this weekend. They got a lot of big games. We'll be back in a flash here on Braves Country and Braves Country HD wherever you stream. 
Braves country on YouTube Live, covering the AFC South and NFC South along with the rest of the NFL. Subscribe and like us today. Your first choice for sports talk, Braves country on WQEE and YouTube.com forward slash at Braves country. I hear these fools on TV talking about defund the police and things like that. We need police reform and prison reform and things like that. Because you know who ain't going to defund the cops? Rich neighborhoods. So that notion they keep saying that, I'm like, wait a minute. We just going to leave. Who, who are people supposed to call? Ghostbusters? When we have crime in our neighborhoods? ACC football covered like no other here on the armchair quarterback. Reggie Gillespie dives into the end zone. The winning points for North Carolina State. And the teams come together in the end zone, pushing, shoving between the pack and the heels as Gillespie has scored the winning points, his fifth rushing TD. But these teams need to be separated. The emotion boils over on the last play of the game as Gillespie goes to the end zone. And it's a sea of Carolina blue and state red. And Carruthers gets into it, and they've doused him, and now we've got a big brawl out on the field. Marring would have been the 200th victory for Bobby Bodman. Look at this. That's an ugly mess down there. This is ugly. Starting to get it cleared up down there, although there's still some bodies flying around. ACC football, backyard brawls all year long. Hey, folks, this is Mark White with The Mark White Show, and you can tune in to The Mark White Show every Saturday from 11 a.m. to 12 p.m. right here on Rock 99 WQEE The Key, the home of Southern sports and talk. Welcome back to Braves Country. Mac McGinn, the armchair quarterbacks, weekdays, 3 to 5 p.m., drive time on WQEE. <laughs> Welcome back. Bobby and McGee taking you all the way. Tones is going to join us here in a minute. And uh, we'll be talking some cool games and a different segment that we started up yesterday. I wanted to do it one more time this week. And then we won't be doing this all the time. I just wanted to uh, sprinkle it in a little bit. Um, Bobby, the Southeastern Conference, a lot of big games tomorrow. If you only had one SEC game that you could watch tomorrow, which one would it be? Ooh, I'd go with the top 25 matchup, the only one tomorrow in the SEC, number two, Bama versus number 24, A&M. Um, obviously, it's a top 25 matchup, as I alluded to, but you also got a team who's likely going to be a one seed playing in this one, so it's a big game for them to maintain that. I think I have to go with Kentucky-Arkansas because it is a, it's a bubble game. Uh, number 23, Kentucky's at Arkansas. Kentucky's 11 and six. Arkansas's eight and nine. Arkansas is going to have to win that game and then do some damage in the SEC tournament. So I think that's the game that I would probably go with if I hadn't lived in Nashville all those years. Man, Vanderbilt's at home against Mississippi State, and that is a huge. If Vandy wins that game, they're probably going to the NCAA tournament. Mm hmm which was un- unthinkable a month and a half ago. 
they've been absolutely on fire. I keep waiting to see what that what that uh, line's going to be. I've made a lot of money off of Vanderbilt in the last six or seven games. I I took them all, and they uh, only missed on one of them. Hmm. And they got another big win the other night in Rupp Arena at home against Mississippi State. That's going to be a big game. Eight thirty. SEC network. It's hard to believe LSU Florida doesn't mean anything. I really thought <laughs> if I was to look at that schedule back in September, I would have been thinking that that, that, that LSU Florida game would be for, you know, important seeding purposes for the SEC tournament, which starts mm. next week. Instead, man, it's two teams that are just ready for the season to end. Yeah. It's year one for uh, golden Florida. So, you know, I'll be a little patient here, but yeah, not a strong year. <laughs> I mean, it could be worse. LSU is thirteen and seventeen. Yeah, and two and fifteen in the SEC. We're not too far off of that, but uh, at least we're not that bad just yet. Couple of other decent matchups in the SEC. You mentioned the Alabama and uh, Texas A and M game. Mm-hmm. That's you know. That's a fun one too because it's going to be at Texas A&M, so much better yeah. chance for an upset. I just, why in the world are some of these marquee matchups being played at like noon, two mm-hmm. on Saturdays? I don't understand it. Mm-hmm. Most folks, not maybe not you because you're hanging out at Wild Wings and eating <laughs> you know burgers all day long, but mm-hmm. most folks, most adults on Saturdays, try to get some stuff done during the day and then maybe come in and settle in late afternoon, early evening for whatever mm-hmm. they're going to do. And if you're a basketball fan, I'm hoping for a four o'clock and a six o'clock tips, you know, that are meaningful tips. Yeah. I'm not a big fan of the fact that the Tennessee Auburn game is at two, uh, mm-hmm. Georgia, South Carolina, which isn't a really big game in the grand scheme of things, but if the Bulldogs can win they should be headed to the, uh, the, the NIT. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's nothing to sneeze at considering the fact that, you know, white's trying trying to build something there in Georgia. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be too confident in that. I oh. mean, he didn't, <laughs> he wasn't able to do it at Florida. I'm not a Mike white fan. I won't trash him hey, too much. Mike white did better at Florida than, than, than what the current administration is doing at Florida. So, yeah. Fair enough. You know, again, it's only year one for Golden, so again, I'll I be patient. It. I get it. It's only year one, but Mike White did a much better job. Yeah. Than than, than what he has done so far, and I get it. It's 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 year one. Mm-hmm. But careful what you wish for is the is the lesson on that one. Yeah. It it reminds me of back when the Tennessee Volunteer fan base ran Philip Fulmer out of Knoxville. Mm-hmm. Like, we can't win the big one. Can't win the big one. Got to get rid of them. Can't win the big one. And then for like a decade plus, like you don't even get to, you don't even get a big one. You're so worried about him not winning a big one. By the way, the guy did win a national championship. You're so worried about him not winning a big one that now you're looking around and goes, what is a big, what, what is being in a big one even feel like? Mm-hmm. Well, Hey, they might get back to it pretty soon. I like the direction Heifel has them head dude. Yes, but I mean, I mean, what are but we during that time? Years yeah. later, yeah, during during years before for for the Vols, it was really bad. Uh, 
but it was never that bad with Fulmer. Is no, no, definitely not. But but yeah, that that span between then and now, yeah, it was it was it was never going. this bad at, in Gainesville with Mike White. My point is, be careful what you wish for. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, that maybe Golden's not the guy, but shoot, keep trying. I guess. <laughs> what you're hoping is is that he's not your next Willie Taggart, right? Yeah. <laughs> Other games going around. The, the country tomorrow. And of course, this is the last weekend of the, the power five regular season, then conference tournaments start. So seating's on the line, but there are games that are of big interest. I, I still, someone has got to explain this one to me about West Virginia being, according to Lenardi of ESPN, which he's usually pretty on point being firmly in place in the NCAA tournament right now. They host Kansas State tomorrow. And you would think Kansas State, West Virginia, considering where they're being projected to go in the NCAA tournament would be a really big game. But then when you open it up and you look at West Virginia is six wins and 11 losses in the Big 12 play. Huh. And But they are... But they're going to, they're, they all go back to this. Well, a quadrant one wins and quadrant two. I'm like, okay, that's fine, Dane. But when you're six and 11 in your conference, you shouldn't come. There's something to be said that if you don't have a winning record in your conference, you shouldn't be in the tournament. Well, yeah, and they shouldn't, especially not even comfortably in the tournament. That's, ugh. that's You can almost talk me into it if you go, well, dude, they're seven and eight, they're mm. eight and nine, mm. they're seven and, you know. Six and eleven, so the best <laughs> they're gonna finish is seven and eleven. Mm-hmm. And that it's and that's if they pull off an upset tomorrow. Yeah. So you're telling me if they're six and twelve in conference play. And I remember opening this up a few weeks ago and looking at it and saying, Well, what you're not taking into consideration is who have they played outside their conference. All right, so let's go take a look at it. And I opened it up, and I'm like, oh, nothing's there. Mm-hmm. The two biggest games that they would have played is Xavier and Purdue, and they lost both of them by double digits. <laughs> One of them on their home floor. That's that's out of conference. Mm-hmm. They beat Florida. But we just talked about how that's not impressive. No, not at all. They beat Pitt. Pitt was a has, is a little better now than they were at the beginning of the year. So I'm, I'm not even going to give that as a great, great deal of uh, you know wowness. Mm-hmm. But the rest of their out of conference schedule. Listen to this: Buffalo, UAB, Stony Brook, Navy, <laughs> Portland State, Penn. Not Penn State, Penn. Moorhead State, Mount St. Mary's, and that along with a six and twelve or seven and eleven Big Twelve record gets them an automatic invitation. That's unbelievable. I mean, my only thing that I can think of is what is this like the Masters? Like <laughs> West Virginia always gets in because they did something a long time. They won something one time a long mm. time ago, and they automatically get in. <laughs> We're not even talking about a blue blood, right? 
if this was North Carolina, Kentucky, UCLA, I'd say, okay, I get it. You yeah. want them in there for, for television purposes. West Virginia and nothing against West Virginia or West Virginia fans. I have nothing against West Virginia. I, in fact, I've pulled for the Mountaineers a few times. But wh- why Why do they get the automatic in? Yeah, that's puzzling. I'm not sure why. I know I, I I the fact that the Big 12 is the best conference in America this year, right? Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean a team who's five games or four games under 500. Well, there'll either be six or four games under 500 in conference play. That should not get you in. No. Whether it's six or four, that's still bad. That's still too bad of a conference record and how terrible their out-of-conference wins are. Yeah. just It's it's embarrassing. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping Lenardi's way off on this. Yeah. You know what I haven't Googled? Is it, did that graduate? Did that dude graduate from? Uh, <laughs> hey, you might be putting the, the pieces together here. <laughs> was, his, was his backyard facing Mountaineer Stadium? Um, <laughs> the, the one thing I do want to hit on with you. So you're a Tampa Bay Rays fan, right? A little bit. I know you're not diehard. Yeah. But, you know, there's still hope for you. Fair enough, yeah. Have you had a chance to watch any spring baseball? And if so, what do you think of the pitch clock? I haven't yet. Um, Tell me about the pitch clock. I haven't seen much spring baseball. I'm curious, though. Well, you're going to – I think you're going to enjoy it, especially it's right down the alley of your generation of low attention span, et cetera, et cetera. So they have, and, I, and I'm not knocking it. What I'm saying mm-hmm. is reality is reality. Mm-hmm. What they're really doing is they're going back to a game of baseball that's more familiar to those of us who grew up watching, which means there's going to be more action constant. That's good. There's going to be more action in a baseball game than there is in your typical football or basketball game. Mm-hmm. Because if you look at a typical football game, yeah, you got the snap and you got the play, but then there's, what, 30 seconds in between plays where – now, look, the, the television pro- producers are very sharp at being able to get your attention on different things, different camera angles, showing a coach, showing a, a fan in the stands, showing close-ups on the quarterback, mm-hmm. far away, you know, all that junk. But really what they're doing is they're killing – about 30 seconds in between each play because there's literally nothing going on, right? Yeah. Basketball, the same thing. A shot's made. We don't have the, the the fast break basketball like we do anymore. So it's usually just about 15, 20 seconds of dribbling up, nothing happening. The sun, someone finally chucks it from behind the three-point line. <laughs> we, you know, rinse and, rinse and repeat. What they've done with, with, the, with the pitch clock is it's 15 seconds. It's 20 seconds if there's a runner on base. When I say 15 seconds, I mean the moment the pitcher gets the ball back from the catcher, Hmm. the clock starts. I kind of like that. I can get behind that. It moves incredibly fast. Hmm. You need to sit down and watch. like just, Just watch a couple of innings of spring training baseball between now and next Friday. Mm hmm. Doesn't matter what the teams are; it's going to go by much faster than you're expecting. Okay, and, and is this pitch clock going to be imp- implemented in the season, or is it just for spring training? It is here to stay. Wow. Okay. Straight to it. Now they'll have to vote on it for the. I, I believe it's three years in a row that they vote on it, right? Okay. 
and then and then once it goes in for three consecutive years and it becomes auto it becomes a, a permanent part of the rules and the only way to get it out would be to vote it out mm-hmm. so for instance like the ghost runner that they started for uh the 2020 and they did that because of the pandemic well that one was kind of a scratch and a throwaway. Now it's been voted in three consecutive. The ghost runner is here to stay now. Mm-hmm. So the ghost runner in regular season baseball is here to stay unless they were to, and I don't see them ever overturning it because the whole goal is to have quicker games during the regular season, more action, et cetera, et cetera. Getting rid of the ghost runner doesn't accomplish any of that. Mm-hmm. As long as they don't put it in into postseason baseball, I'm fine with it. The only thing that hasn't happened yet, and it's going to happen, and I know it, and it'll probably affect my team somehow. Final game of the season. The winner goes to the playoffs, and the ghost runner is the one that scores the winning run. That's, that's what people are going to lose their <laughs> mind. But the counter argument's always going to be, well, you had 161 other games that you could have done. <laughs> but they uh, banned the shift. That's mm-hmm. here to stay. And they uh, have expanded the bases by from 15 inches to 18 inches. Huh. It sounds very minimal, and it really is. But what they're hoping to do is increase base running. Mm-hmm. Not not just the stolen bases, but they're hoping to see more guys on the move. They want to see the hit and run, the stuff that made baseball so popular for decades and decades and decades. And then when the home run came around and the home run became so prevalent, what happened? Well, they quit running because analytics told them that, that the run is worth more to, to be standing on first and second and wait for someone to knock you in than to get thrown out, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they're trying to encourage base running they're trying to encourage the ball in play and less strikeouts so that's why they're getting rid of the shift but it finally happened today (laughs) i've been talking about this all off season the boston red sox were facing joey gallo who's a pull hitter from the left side and they took their left fielder and put him down into shallow right field Mm -hmm. and there's no rule against it Huh. We'll say that next. You have to have your two infielders on both sides of uh, second base. They mm-hmm. can't flip flop. So, in other words, second base has to play second base. Shortstop yeah. has to play shortstop. Mm-hmm. And their feet have to be on the to the right of the bag or the left of the bag. There's got to be two each, and they've mm-hmm. got to be in the infield dirt, right? Okay. But no one addressed the fact. What if you have two athletic outfielders and you take the third outfielder and put him down in, into the shift? Mm-hmm. And I'm going to next probably. Idiot, sit in this room and no one go, excuse me, wait a minute. <laughs> what happens if, and they've already pulled it. What are we, five games into spring training? <laughs> Manford, once again, with egg on his face. All right, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back. Tones will join us. We're going to talk some cool games and other things on the other side of the break. Keep it locked in here on Braves Country and Braves Country HD, wherever you stream. You're listening to WQEE 99.1 FM, the key in Noonan, Georgia. Armchair. Armchair. 
You're listening to the Armchair Quarterback Sports Radio, number one sports station. Good afternoon, and this is your Armchair Quarterback's Sports Flash. What could be better than Friday afternoon baseball come springtime? Spring training schedule looks like this today. Braves are at the Astros in Palm Beach, Florida. Red Sox at Twins in Fort Myers. Well, the Marlins are at the Cubs in Sarasota. Rays at the Blue Jays. Tigers at the Yankees at 635 tonight. That game is in Tampa at George Steinbrenner Field. You got a late tilt Cubs Padres in Peoria, Arizona. Other games of interest. Phillies host the Tigers. Mets versus the Nats. Dodgers at the Angels. The Giants at the Rangers. We got wall-to-wall action in college basketball heading into the weekend. Tournaments in full swing for the Big South, MVC, CAA, SOCON, and Summit League, along with the OVC West Coast Conference, and a big clash on ESPNU at 6 o'clock. Akron, 12-4 in the MAC. They travel to Kent State, who is 13-3 in conference play. East Carolina is at Tulane at 7, and Toledo travels to Ball State. While Central and Western Michigan collide on the plus, along with Abilene Christian at Sam Houston, Withrop at Radford. Northern Illinois hosts Eastern Michigan, and your late game on FS1 is New Mexico at Colorado State. With only about 20 games left into the season, the NBA is heating up. They've got a doubleheader on ESPN. At 7.30, Celtics host the Nets, and the 10 o'clock back end is Grizzlies at the Nuggets. Other games of note around the league, 10 o'clock Eastern, Clippers at the Kings, Pelicans at the Warriors. While here in Atlanta at State Farm Arena, the Hawks, the Hawks, welcome in the Trailblazers at 7.30. And the T-Wolves are at the Lakers while the Knicks travel to the Heat. Toronto Blue Jays infield all-star Vladimir Guerrero Jr. was removed from Friday afternoon's ball game in the second inning with right knee discomfort. As more information is available, we will keep you updated right here on Braves Country. Candidate for the fifth starter position for the Atlanta Braves, Bryce Elder's second outing much better than his first. Today, three innings versus the Astros gave up one hit, no walks, and three strikeouts. Faced the minimum nine batters and no earned runs. Marcelo Zuna has a ground rule double, a single, and three plate appearances. We'll keep you updated as the game goes on, Braves versus Astros. We've referenced it all offseason, but today it finally happened. The Boston Red Sox rearranged their outfield to put an extra man on the right side and shallow right versus, of course, Joey Gallo. There's so much for banning the shift. Center fielder played center, right fielder played right center. With the rumor mill of plenty around the National Football League, word is Mike White would like to be back with the Jets, but is also intrigued by signing with the Miami Dolphins. And UCLA football signs head coach Chip Kelly to a contract extension through 2027. The terms of the deal are not immediately available. UCLA finished 9-4 last season with a loss to Pittsburgh in the Sun Bowl. Kelly's winning percentage has increased in each of his last five seasons. And that's your armchair quarterback sports flash. Stay tuned for Braves Country right here on WQEE 99.1 FM, The Key, in Noonan, Georgia, simulcasting on YouTube.com at Braves Country. I got back to the hotel at 7.30 this morning, and I went up to the desk to leave a wake-up call for 7 o'clock. The lady goes, it's past 7. No, the next one. 
You got another one coming around, don't you? Why don't you just put me on that one? Tom has been a teacher for over 40 years. One day, I think one of the students had asked the question and he didn't remember the answer. I also noticed that he was letting his class out earlier than they were supposed to let out. I was really starting to worry. Levi and I talked about how it would change our lives, but he was there beside me. When something feels different, it could be Alzheimer's. Now is the time to talk. Visit alz.org slash stories to learn more. A message from the Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council. It's the best in sports and entertainment. And get locked in and locked down with Rhino Radio Penitentiary, 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. With your host, me, Ryan O'Neill, each and every morning, right here with the best in sports and entertainment, all the way from professional sports to college sports to River Dragons hockey and everything in between, including some of the very best local and national guests. It's the Rhino Radio Penitentiary, 7 a.m. to 10 a.m., Monday through Friday, right here on 99.1 FM WQEE. Winter is the perfect time to start planning for your healthy, pest-free spring lawn with True Green, America's number one lawn care company. True Green's science-based approach and local expertise will help give your lawn the year-round care it needs to be thick and weed-free. Go to TrueGreen.com radio to save 50% on your first service. Just call 866-946-5956 or go to TrueGreen.com today and get a lawn to be proud of. Hey folks, this is Mark White with The Mark White Show, and you can tune in to The Mark White Show every Saturday from 11 a.m. to 12 p.m. right here on Rock 99 WQEE The Key, the home of Southern Sports and Talk. You're listening to WQEE 99.1 FM, The Key in Noonan, Georgia, home of Braves Country with Mac McGee and the armchair quarterbacks weekdays. 3 p.m. Eastern to 5 p.m. Eastern, right here on the key and YouTube.com at Braves Country. Braves, wait a minute. Uh, do you think you can get me a tape of the show? What on earth for? Well, how often do you get to hear your son on the radio? I'm on the radio every day! <laughs> Welcome back! Braves Country! On a TGIF, and joining us is Mr. Tones. Tones, how are you, sir? I'm great, brother. It's a Friday. We got a ton of great basketball on this weekend, college basketball especially. We got some good UFC on tomorrow night. We got so much That's good. That's what I was trying to tell Bobby earlier. There's all this great UFC on. He won't <laughs> get a chance, man. Yeah, it, I have I'm, no idea. Yeah, it seems like me and the Bobby kid need to give it a chance. That's what I've been saying. <laughs> give it a chance, man. Go out there and shuck your money out, and you know it'll be fine. <laughs> and my parents are at spring training as we speak, so uh, they had a good time at the Cubs game yesterday, and they're going back to the Cubs game tomorrow. Question: uh, UFC nowadays is, is it all on ESPN? ESPN yes. Plus, or, or or is there other outlets? It's all on Plus all on ESPN plus, but sometimes on ESPN or ABC, right, Bobby, like the non-important ones, like sometimes they'll show lower fights on ABC or ESPN, but then the prelims as well. But then the big stuff you got to pay for is on ESPN plus. Yeah. The main cards are pay-per-view. The prelims, you'll usually be able to see them on ESPN plus. Okay. But regardless, ESPN just owns the whole thing, right? I believe so. Yeah, and it, it used to be like uh, Spike TV way back when, when I was growing up. That's what UFC was always on. And then uh, 
they used to show it once in a while on Fox and slash pay-per-view. And right. now it's all on ESPN. That's all I was asking. That I, I knew that ESPN deal that came around a few years back that kind of changed it, but I didn't know if, if there was still like a rogue here and there, uh, you know, pay per view. So, so pretty much if you have, but if you have the plus, you're still having to pay for the for the you know the extra bump because I still get the you know the advertisements. I'll go to log in mm -hmm. a plus to catch a baseball or softball or basketball game, and it'll say, hey. Just sign up and you know click this and it'll only charge you sixty bucks. Come on, guy. Come on. Come on. <laughs> yeah, on the five main card fights on the pay per view ones, which is like, for example, UFC two eighty five, which is Saturday, those you'll have to pay for the five main card fights, but everything on the prelims, that's ESPN plus, and then the UFC fight nights, so those are also on ESPN plus. Okay. Uh, real quick, uh, do want to make sure we mention this. We'll mention a couple more times, but uh the heating and air pregame air force heating and air pregame show uh tonight at seven o'clock eastern right here on wqee the puck drops at 7 30 river dragons versus the black bears and catch it right here on the key you're home for river dragons hockey uh real quick on the scoreboard update gardner webb and sc upstate they are tied at 49 i think upstate just hit a free throw to, to go up uh 50 49 they did 13 minutes left that is in the quarterfinal of the big south championship gonna hit a couple other scores on the division one uh right now today games a couple of these are in the books some are still going on belmont Leads Indiana state 17 to 16 go belmont might have taken them in the points um and Five o'clock Eastern, you get Mercer at home against the Citadel. Mm. I like that one a lot. I like that one a lot. M Mercer, pretty pretty decent SoCon team, and Citadel is atrocious in their best players out. I've been yeah. against the Citadel a couple of times this week. Now it makes me a little nervous giving up seven points on a team that's thirteen and eighteen. So what I'm probably going to do is I'm probably going to take that game on the money line and pair it up with a couple of others. But it's a very enticing game. Just and like Tulane. I think Tulane's going to bounce back and get East Carolina after losing to them earlier in the week. But 11 and a half is a lot of points. And I did, as I do nowadays, after my lock of the day Monday, as the jockey made the same pick. His lock of the day today was... Uh, um mercer so uh do as you please <laughs> no his lock i saw it earlier today his his lock that he was uh biggest on was eastern michigan plus four and a half oh and they oh i'm they sorry lost by 20 his three-star bet was mercer his four-star right. bet but, was Eastern right, michigan. But his, right but his 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 well, he, the one that he felt the best about was eastern michigan they lost by 20 <laughs> It's hard to keep up with his tweets. It is because the three star, four and a half star. I mean, come on, dude. What yeah, I apologize. I see it now. Yeah, Eastern Michigan got blown out. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of like Mercer too, though. Speaking of them, but I, it's not. It's not even like liking Mercer that much. Is that the, the, the Citadel's terrible? Right. I, I won on a buzzer beater. My first bet of the day. I'm sorry, do what? I won my first bet of the day on a buzzer beater. I bet on um, the Charleston Southern Buccaneers. They were down 11 with eight seconds left. 
and they threw up a pointless shot. I was getting 10 points, so they lost by nine. I covered by 10, or I covered with that plus 10. Nice. couple other games that are in the books. Bradley beat Northern Iowa. That's in the MVC uh, tournament. UNC Asheville, nine-point winner in the Big South Championship quarterfinal over uh, Charleston Southern. And then you have Monmouth, 164 over Hampton. Mm. And... Those are the only ones that are in the books right now. But, um, yeah, that's, man, that's an absolute just, I mean, I don't even understand how this guy's still put putting picks out there. Yeah, his latest tweet was about stealing a broom from the Wicked Witch of the West. Well, he needs to use it to maybe get up to fifty percent, or that fifty-eight percent that he that he made fun of. <laughs> I think he's at like twenty percent. It reminds me of uh, my old science quiz. Is store. that he's getting killed? Yeah, it, it, it's like a video game where he keeps tweet. He keeps pronouncing he's done. It's like when you respawn on a video game, he keeps tweeting, "I'm back, I'm back." It's like give it up. <laughs> He's hoping to get back in the good graces, and uh, it's it's just not going to happen. That's how you keep digging yourself in a hole. Yeah, that's that's just absolutely not going to happen. All right, let's go ahead and get into our our cool games of the week. Um, told the guys to go through and pick two games that they're going to watch start to finish this weekend. Two games that they will make sure that they do not miss any of it, that they're going to be logged in. They're going to, you know, none of this just stopping by and checking out the score. Or maybe if it's on and and I happen to stop by someone's house and I'm in the room, maybe I'll look. No, these are two games we're excited about. So we'll take our turns going around and around. First one up, Bobby, give me your first cool game of the weekend. I'm going back to the late games, uh, but this is an NBA matchup. It's Clippers versus Kings tonight at 10 p.m. Um, if you remember how crazy the last game was, it was the highest scoring game since I think the 1970s or something. Um, two teams that are in the thick of it in the West and the playoff picture. Uh, so this should be a good matchup. Both teams have most of their guys going. I know uh, Zubac is out, so that could be a hit for the Clippers. But overall, most team, both teams are uh, mostly healthy at least. What's the over-under on that game tonight? You have it don't of- have it offhand. I can pull it up, though. Okay. I'd be I'd be really tempted to take the under. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Because very, very popular term in, in basketball betting, regression, and that sounds like a game that is going to have regression written all over it. Mm-hmm. It is oh, the over-under. Is- oh, yeah. You want me to mention that real quick? The yeah. Over-under? yeah. Uh, it's 239.5. Yeah, that's a high over. Yeah. Very What's high. the spread? Uh, spread's minus seven and a half for the Kings. The Kings are a heavy favorite in this one. Okay. Uh, Tones. Yeah, I'm sticking with the late night thing like Bobby as well, and I'm sticking with the basketball thing like Bobby as well, but I'm going to a different league. I'm going college basketball. Give me a little bit of number eight Arizona and number four UCLA tomorrow night you guys better stay up late if you're on the east coast this one's 10 o'clock eastern time uh ucla's minus five the over under currently sits at 149 and a half and each of these teams 
try and prove their case why they should be a one seed in the tournament. I am going to go to the Big 12 Conference, 4 p.m. Eastern ESPN tomorrow. The Kansas Jayhawks travel to the Texas Longhorns. I don't see a line for this, which surprises me that they don't have one out yet, but maybe I'm just on the wrong site. But I think this is going to be a very hard-fought game. Texas has a very good chance of pulling off the upset. I'm interested to see what the what the line is. If I can get points in Kansas, I'm taking it. But if Kansas is going in as a pick em or a minus one, I'm probably steering clear of it. But regardless, I do want to watch this game. I want to see how it unfolds. Bobby, what's your second cool game? Mine is the exact same one. I have uh, Kansas versus Texas written down, a top 10 battle in the Big 12. Uh, Kansas is in possession to be a one seed right now, and Texas is looking to make a late season push to get in that area or maintain their spot as a two seed. Either way, this is a big matchup in the Big 12 and one that I'm looking forward to. All right. And Tones, what is your last cool game of the weekend? I'm going with the noon Sunday tip-off in the world of college basketball, and it's in the Big Ten. We know how packed the Big Ten is together. Uh, I'm going with Maryland, 21-ranked Maryland at 18-12, and 12 ranked Penn State. Right now, Lenardi on ESPN is Penn State is one of his last four in. And Maryland is tied with U of I, Indiana, Northwestern, Iowa, and Michigan in the Big Ten Conference in terms of standings for that tournament. So they're obviously hoping to propel into a top seed in the Big Ten. I think Penn State's trying to make the tournament for the first time since 2011. If they beat Maryland, they have a great chance. All right, my next one is and I, I'm a little surprised they're waiting. It's, I thought this game would be tomorrow, but maybe they're, they're they're wanting to showcase it on Sunday. So regardless, give me 3 p.m. Eastern Sunday afternoon, ESPN two Kennesaw State versus Liberty, and that is for the championship and the A Sun Championship number one versus number two team. Kennesaw State has been a very fun team to watch all year long. I want a lot of dough on them, and I'll be interested to see what the spread is. I, I may I may not have – well, let's be honest. <laughs> I'm going to bet on Kennesaw State. I mean, unless the line is just ridiculous. Yeah, then, I, I like that game. At some point, I usually uh, just you know tease it, right? <laughs> so – but I'm looking forward to that game. I was really hoping it was going to be when, at the beginning of the week. I was hoping it was going to be tonight because I, I knew I was going out with, with my friends, right? And I was hoping that this guy. I was really wanting to make their life miserable, get them locked into Liberty versus Kennesaw State. Go, let's go, man. Go Owls, baby. Let's go. Um, but no, Sunday afternoon will, will be the game. And if you line up all our cool games, you could do it perfect. Friday night, tonight, you got Bobby's basketball game. Then tomorrow at 4 Eastern, you got uh, Kansas, Texas. And Saturday night, 10 Eastern, you got UCLA, Arizona. Then noon Eastern Sunday, you got Penn State, Maryland. And then 3 o'clock Sunday to end it, you got Kennesaw State Liberty. So Bobby, it's about that time. What is your lock of the day? My lock of the day is for UFC 285. I'm going back to it. I got Bo Nickel, a winning method by submission against Jamie Pickett. It's minus 160. He's making his UFC debut tomorrow. He's one of the best college wrestlers ever, um, and he's been training MMA for a while. I've, everybody's making this prediction that he's going to win by submission. doesn't matter what round he gets it done in. 
Um, but that's my lock. All right. So, you, so you're giving up the points. <laughs> <laughs> Understood. All right, brother. We will see you next week. We will be back in a flash. It's 4:20. Smoke them if you got them on a TGIF. We'll be back here on the key in Braves Country HD, wherever you stream. Look at me, 92. Come on, you know, I mean, at the role at your age, whoopee. Must be down to a handshake, huh? <laughs> yep, before and after. Hey, sports fans. Braves Country is coming your way weekdays, 3 p.m. Eastern to 5 p.m. Eastern. Drive time on WQEE. Braves Country is a southern sports talk show with Mac McGee and the armchair quarterbacks. We'll be talking the Atlanta Braves and Major League Baseball along with everything important to sports fans in Braves country. The SEC, ACC, Big Ten, and the National Football League, and the big sports news of the day. That's Braves country with Mac McGee and the armchair quarterbacks. Weekdays, 3 p.m. to 5 p.m., right here on WQEE, The Key, 99.1 FM, and simulcasting on YouTube.com forward slash at Braves Country. The Dixie Handle Company, five generations of the Strickland family, have produced quality hardwood farm and garden tools, wooden shutters, and custom furniture. This small business has been owned and operated since 1992 and ships to customers across the world. If you're looking for the highest quality tool handles, Dixie Handle Company is your place. Every item is handpicked to your specifications. If it's made of wood, they do it. Call now, 931-722-3395. That's 931-722-3395. Or go online to DixieHandle.com. The Dixie Handle Company, welcome to Craftsmanship, a proud sponsor of Braves Country Baseball. It's the best in sports and entertainment. And get locked in and locked down with Rhino Radio Penitentiary, 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. with your host, me, Ryan O'Neill. Each and every morning, right here with the best in sports and entertainment, all the way from professional sports to college sports to River Dragons hockey and everything in between, including some of the very best local and national guests. It's the Rhino Radio Penitentiary, 7 a.m. to 10 a.m., Monday through Friday, right here on 99.1 FM WQEE. You're listening to WQEE. 99.1 FM, the key in Noonan, Georgia. Are you listening? Let's go, baby! Friday! This doesn't always mean everything to everybody, but, you know, we can pretend. A lot of times I get all excited it's Friday and then I realize, oh, man, I got to work on it. <laughs> Oh, I hate when that happens. Stupid work God screwed me again. Uh, regardless, you know, even if you have to work, but the best thing about Friday is, A, no one expects you to work hard on Saturday and Sunday, right? Even if you do have to work, they're like, all right. And then B, there's a lot of games on somewhere, and there's usually a way to be able to figure it out. Mm-hmm. 
if you get dragged into work, how, 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 how can I consume this game? By the way, real quick, Gardner Webb leads SC upstate. And that game is 56, 53, 10 minutes left in the big South championship quarter final. I may have Gardner Webb in that one. So it'd be nice if they could win. I do. I have them. It's a part of a two team, uh, money line. I took them in North Dakota on a parlay. So we're on the same team in this one. Women's college softball, Florida state leads UMass two to nothing. That game is in the top of the third. And I don't know what the score on the other game is because stupid ESPN app asked me to log in. I've logged in 45 times on this television. I'm like, I don't have time. I don't have time to do that. So I'll have to pull up the scoreboard in a little bit, but anyways, um, what do we got going on here? Tones. We, we got a big weekend of college basketball. We didn't get to something stupid. We'll have to try that next week. I was wondering if I was going to have time to squeeze that in. Mm-hmm. We'll have to try that next week. Um, But with the spring training going on, did you see this news that Vladimir Guerrero Jr. is was uh, taken out of the game today because of a knee injury? Yeah, and you do not like to hear that if you're a Toronto Blue Jays fan. Knee injuries are a tricky thing. He could be, you know, hopefully he's good. It's better for baseball when he's healthy. Yeah, that's a... Uh... That's that's not what you want to hear. I'll tell you what, though. There's an entire uh, was there probably two couple of million people that play fantasy baseball that a sigh of relief that it happened now and not happen later. Very true. It's the worst when it happens on like opening day, and you're like, dude, I just drafted this guy. And this is a prime example of why you got to wait to draft. If you're in fantasy baseball, don't draft too early. Have your draft about eh, within a couple, within two to one week of opening day. I do it as soon as I can, if not a couple days before opening day. Yeah, I believe ours is actually two days before opening day this year. Cool. Um, I think I think we're doing it on like a Tuesday night because there's a bunch of different I, I typically do it the sunday before the season starts but there's we got some things going on i was like i'm not gonna try to squeeze that into um the the cubs are talking about possibly looking into signing mike minor what's your, what's your thoughts on that yeah i've seen yesterday it's interesting because they're looking at a couple left-handed guys it looks like and mike minor is at the top of the list and the cubs would obviously bring him in as a reliever, not as a starting pitcher. So I wouldn't mind uh, doing so as a reliever, obviously as a starter. I wouldn't know how I feel about that. But he was one of a couple veterans they seemingly brought in. So it seems like they're trying to add to the bullpen. They also brought in Will Smith, Brad Hand, and Zach Britton. Well, not brought in, but they have interest in all those guys. So between Mike Miner, Will Smith, Brad Hand, and Zach Britton, I think if they sign one of these guys, that'd be a nice lefty arm to the bullpen. If I had a choice, I would want Brad Hand or Zach Britton, perhaps, but I would settle for Mike Miner, Will Smith. The Mike Miner thing to me is interesting because I view him as a starter. Now he now he's not the starter he was five years ago, but he uh, he's he's a guy who go out there and give you innings. He's probably willing at this point in his career to come out of the bullpen 
And but you but you're talking about a guy that if if he is in your bullpen and not in your starting rotation, he could be coming in to to eat two or three innings at a time, a game that's out of reach one way or the other, right? Mm-hmm. Um, he's pretty durable too. He had that one injury issue about three years ago, but other than that, he's been pretty durable. And you know what you're going to get from Mike Miner? He's going to have he he's going to have a four and a half ERA ish. But he's a left-handed pitcher that you can bring over in the middle innings if that's how you want to set it up if you don't want him in the starting rotation. And I guess he's always going to be near and dear to my heart because he because he's from Braves country, started his career at the Atlanta Braves, was from Murfreesboro, uh, Vanderbilt kid, went to you know the same uh, team that produced uh, David uh, Price. Mm-hmm. And so, I'd I'd like to see him get get another chance, and just keep his career as as long as he can. Yeah, and uh, it's not too long ago where he just had that revitalization in his career when he was an All Star with the Rangers. Since then, he's bounced around a little bit. hasn't had that great of luck. What would be nice for his career if the Cubs signed him? He would uh, be starting depth with a bullpen role. Right now, the Cubs have Stroman, uh, Jamison, Taylon, uh, Justin Steele, Drew Smiley, and then they got Hayden Wisniewski, Adrian Sampson, Javier Saad competing for the five spot. Kyle Hendricks is going to come back eventually, probably get that five spot. But with younger guys and a hurt Kyle Hendricks, it never hurts to bring in a veteran like Mike Miner, who just two years ago had an all-star year with the Rangers. So, uh, injuries hindered him the past couple of years. He didn't pitch until June last year, which is late for any pitcher. And he was also pitching in Great American Small Park last year. So, uh, yeah, I, I could see it being a bounce back year for Mike Miner for sure. College basketball this weekend. A lot of interesting games that are going to be, um, Obviously, we picked the cream of the crop games in our last segment, but there's a lot of games we didn't even get into that I, I look, I'm excited for I'm kind of interested to see if Iowa State can hang with Baylor mm-hmm. New Eastern on ESPN too. Iowa State's a, a gritty team. They're they're kind of like a poor man's Purdue to me. They 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 rely heavily on defense and rebounds. But traveling on the road, they haven't done that well on the road. Going into Baylor, difficult environment. I'm kind of interested to see what Iowa State can bring to the table. Absolutely. Iowa State season's on the line, too. They got to really impress from here on out. Nothing says impressive like beating Baylor on the road. So I think that's a really good game to look forward to as well. There's a lot of good games this weekend. I was kind of in the same spot when this one caught my eye. It kind of gives me the same type of feels, but Kansas State, 23-7, and 7, 11th ranked overall. At Bob Huggins in West Virginia, they're 17-13. and 13. They've been a little bit better as of late. That one stuck out to me a little bit too. That one's Saturday at 2 p.m. Eastern time on Big 12 Network. Kansas State, 11th in the country, travels to West Virginia. Yeah, that game available on the plus. Uh, it'll... <laughs> Bobby and I were were bouncing this round earlier. It's it really dumbfounds me that West Virginia 
is five games below 500 in the Big 12, and they're looked upon as a shoe-in to make the tournament. Yeah, it makes no sense to me. I just... I, I don't want to hear about quadrant one wins and quadrant two wins and, oh, they got this many wins on this line. I want to know about the fact that you're five games below 500 in, in your conference. Uh, Tennessee, Auburn, 2 o'clock, East, uh, two o'clock Eastern on ESPN. That That is a, a get-right game for Auburn. If Auburn has any prayer of holding on and making the NCAA tournament, they've got to get that win. And I think Tennessee is really looking for a big road win. To look, We all know the Vols are going to, to the conference tournament in good shape. We all know the Vols are going to be in the NCAA tournament. But mm. you don't want to stumble in, and it feels like that they, that they stumbled or were stumbling about a week and a half ago. Big game and should be a fun game. The last time these two teams played, low-scoring affair in Knoxville. Yeah, and Tennessee is one of those teams, as you said, you don't want to go stumbling in. They need a win here, um, and it'd be a big win. Even though Auburn's unranked, they've played really good basketball at times this year. They took Alabama down to the wire the other night. One game that catches my eye this weekend as well, a top dog taking on a pretty dang good school itself. Sunday at noon, we got really good basketball on this weekend. Number one in the country, Houston travels to Memphis. Mm-hmm. Memphis unranked, but they are 23-7 and seven on the that's season. So that's no gimme for Houston to me. No. No, I mean, Memphis has a good team. Memphis has a really good team. Mm-hmm. And that's a tough environment. Yeah, I was trying noon on on Sunday. Yeah, that's noon on Sunday, and it says. Let me see if there's a spread out here. Yeah, I don't believe there's a spread yet. Yeah, it's yeah, basketball normally doesn't have spread that far out. Um, that'll be an interesting spread because Houston will be favored, but they're both coming off pretty good wins. Um, I what's what's the number that would make you want to take Memphis? I, I'd, I'd I'd feel comfortable around the f- five and a half mark. I'd say six. Yeah, if I could be into the high two possessions, I don't think it'll be three possessions. But yeah, around the five point range, I could probably feel good about Memphis. Because, you know, they're hungry. They're Houston, they're going to be a one. Even if Houston loses that game, they're still going to be a one seed in the tournament, most likely, unless something catastrophic happens to them. Other games going on this weekend. We talked a little bit earlier, Kentucky, Arkansas. That should be a really good one. I hate the fact that some of these games are at 2 o'clock on Saturday. It's just such a stupid time to put them in. Uh, it really is. See Columbia Cornell. I'm, I'm trying to see if there's any good Ivy League matchups. There really aren't. Um, the the next one that jumps out at me on Saturday, and, and I'm going by time, is man. It's so hard to believe how bad Oklahoma is in, in has become in basketball. Mm-hmm. The next one that jumps out at me, obviously, we, we'd already talked about the, the Kansas-Texas game at four. Um, you know, 
this one's a little bit under the radar, but I like this one a lot, and I'll be very interested to see what the line is. VCU travels to George Washington. Wow. Is this right? Is that on the USA Network? Yeah, I noticed they have college basketball this year. I've seen George Mason on them, and so they must have a deal with that conference. I, I, I guess they're Atlantic Ten. I I see them on different channels. Though. I see I've seen I know I have watched VCU on either the Plus or FS1. I don't even know if I get USA Network. I don't remember the last time I looked for it. And I, mean, I think I cared about if I had USA Network is when I was watching Suits. Did you ever watch that show? Uh, yeah, I did. I did. It's a pretty good show, honestly, in my opinion. Yeah, I, well, that, I, that's the last time I can remember caring if I had the USA Network. I think you could stream USA Network through NBC Sports Net as well. I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure you can on the app, on NBC Sports app. You could stream USA. Oh, uh, are they owned by... Uh, Peacock. I want to say so. I believe I'm 99 percent sure. I'll have to look for that because that's a good one. And if I don't have, and I may have USA Network, I just don't know if I do because I can't tell you what comes on there. You you know what's crazy too? All the basketball we talked so far, and I know we're going by time. Well, I should have been going by time. You're going by time. I'm kind of jumping around a little bit. All this talk, and we haven't even sniffed Duke, North Carolina yet. Yeah, it's just it, it doesn't have that same ring to it. I'll probably put something on it just so I, I have a reason to watch it mm-hmm. because it's tomorrow night at six o'clock or six thirty ESPN, and that is going to lead into, I guess, is that leading into their UFC? Is that what they're doing, or is there something else on on ESPN at eight C eight thirty? No, I think you're right. Into into their UFC. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, it, it doesn't do, I'll tell you what does a lot more for me. And I almost put it as one of my cool games because it's one of my favorite games of the weekend. I just can't put it there because I don't think there's a lot, enough intrigue across the board, but Vanderbilt at home against Mississippi state, eight thirty sec network. I'm going to be locked into that one. That one's going to be a fun one. Vanderbilt's been hot lately. They're looking to get their way in representing into the tournament and Mississippi state. They've played pretty good as well lately. They've had a few big wins in the past week or two. So I think that's a tremendous one in uh, sec network. You can also get that on ESPN streaming for those listening. So that game's very accessible. And I don't like to double up on the cool games. So that's why I didn't pick, but man, that, that Arizona UCLA game is going to be. Wow. It's very, Oh, so obviously I'm wrong because unless ESPN's putting the prelims and, and then uh, after the Duke game and then going into UCLA, um, Arizona. But it, I hate that you got to wait till 10 o'clock on Saturday night for the for that game. To, I mean, that, that, that tip ought to be 8 Eastern, 7.30 Eastern, something like that. Now, you know what I, I might see going on here? It seems like the pre based on times I'm putting together on college basketball, it seems like the prelims to the prelims 
might be on ESPN2, and then maybe the regular prelims on ABC, and then they move it to ESPN Plus for the fights, it seems like. Nothing on ESPN that day with all so the I don't see an well. ESPN game for for 8 o'clock is, or 8.30 is what I'm saying. Oh, maybe may, it, it could be. The, oh, it's got to be some kind of a prelim uh, on from a from like we'll say eight thirty ish until ten, right? Mm-hmm. At ten o'clock, they're going to bring in because you wouldn't set a basketball game to start at six thirty, and then another one start at ten, trying to squeeze another basketball game in between because you wouldn't have time. Oh, you're absolutely right. It does look yeah, and that sounds. Per- they usually get about an hour of prelims for uh, that type of stuff. So here's a good one. Tomorrow night, 7.30, ESPN+. Plus. I know a lot of people don't get into Ivy League action, but Yale Brown should be a really good one. Ooh, I like that. That are are, uh, atop the Ivy League. Yale Brown, I'll be interested to see what that line is. Yale's the better team, but it is at home for Brown. Let's take a quick break, Tones. When we come back, we're going to talk about the games tonight and give everybody our locks. We'll be back in a flash here on Braves Country and Braves Country HD, wherever you stream, baby. That's a joke, boy. You missed it. Went right past you. You got to keep, I say, you got to keep on your toes. You get a whole lot of something with Farmer's Policy Perks. So much, I'm going to have to speed things up. You can get the Farmer's Signal app, and that could get you up to 15% off your auto policy. That's just for using the app and driving like the normal speed-limited hearing, full-stop-making, lane-change, signaling human being you are. Get a whole lot of something with Farmer's Policy Perks. Start with a quote by calling 1-800-FARMERS. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Hey, Braves fans. Tuesday, March 7th, 6.05 Eastern, first pitch. Braves country is bringing you Atlanta Braves, Boston Red Sox, pitch by pitch, inning by inning, from Northport, Florida at Cool Today Park. Red Sox versus Braves broadcast will begin 6 Eastern, first pitch delivered by 6.05. Catch all the action right here. Make sure to like and subscribe. Braves Country HD, youtube.com forward slash at Braves Country for Atlanta Braves baseball all year long. Hey folks, this is Mark White with the Mark White Show, and you can tune in to the Mark White Show every Saturday from 11 a.m. to 12 p.m. right here on Rock 99 WQEE The Key, the home of Southern sports and talk. Are you looking for a reliable dental practice that not only cares about your teeth, but is friendly to work with? How about one that offers great deals and new patient promotions? Well, your search is over. Most Valuable Smiles in downtown Eatonton, Georgia is committed to giving you the biggest and brightest smile. Right now, get a $99 new patient special, including x-rays and exam. Maybe you're looking for veneers. Most Valuable Smiles veneer special includes one free veneer with every five purchased. Or get that bright white smile you've always wanted by taking advantage of an exclusive $100 off Zoom whitening treatment when you book today. And don't forget that 2022 is almost over. That means most insurance policies will reset by the new year, and to avoid losing that extra money, you need to use it or lose it. Book an appointment today with Most Valuable Smiles in downtown Eatonton to lock in these exclusive deals. Call 706-623-0318 or visit mostvaluablesmiles.com. 
Hockey season, and that means new merch over at ourdragonsmerch.com. Get the latest designs and some of our fun new souvenirs ahead of what's sure to be a great hockey season. Celebrate another season of River Dragons hockey by getting a new look to wear on game days, or surprise the big-time sports fan in your life with a new keepsake that will make them a River Dragons fan for life. Order online right now at ourdragonsmerch.com. That's the letter R, dragonsmerch.com. We'll see you at the rink. I've been wetting out between me and you. Oh, that wasn't I tell you what now between me and you. There is no me and you. Not no more. Armchair. Community Access Channel. He's the armchair quarterback. He's full of beer and he's full of snacks. He's the All-American man. Welcome back, TGI Friday. McGee and Tones taking a... To the top of the hour where the Brian Snow Show is coming your way. And, of course, every weeknight you've got that. you got CDP at uh, 8 p.m. Eastern. And start your mornings off right, 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. Rhino Radio Penitentiary right here on the key. Noon to 2, it's the Rod Peterson Show. Talks the NHL and more. And Sports Beat. With Richard Holdridge, usually hits up a lot of your local sports, and then we come your way, Braves country, live. We go three to five, Monday through Friday, and Tones, we're getting ready for a big, big weekend. By the way, real quick on the scoreboard update, uh, well, nobody cares, but for you Florida State fans out there, uh, FSU leads UMass softball at top of the fourth, four nothing. Gardner-Webb. Clinging to that four-point lead in the Big South Championship over SC Upstate, Tones. Yeah, we need that one, and uh, we we need a good start to the day with all this basketball on, especially. Get it? Let's get it, baby. We need. I have their money line, so as long as they win straight up, I'm golden. I've got them. Uh, I've got them tied in with the North Dakota. What time is that game? I think seven o'clock tonight. North Dakota, North Dakota, North Dakota, so, something like that. I just saw it a second ago. Who are they playing? Let me find. Here it is: Denver, North Dakota. Uh, it's uh, being played in. Uh, it, it's the Summit League uh, first round. Of the Summit League. Mm. It's being played in in, in South Dakota. But so North not a far Is it's minus one now? I got them at a pick them. They're playing Denver, and that's the game at 7 o'clock on the plus. I think I like North Dakota in that one as well. I might have to take that. Yeah, I, without boring you, all the stuff that I look at, uh, uh, four of the five keys that I always look at for my college basketball, four of them lean towards North Dakota. Hey, let's go. That means I'm taking it for sure. Let's ride. I'm like Russell Wilson. What? This is a pretty interesting one here. Murray State, the Racers. Don't ask me how I know that. Uh, they're getting 11 points versus Drake tonight. In that game, that was one of my two or three finalists for my lock of the day was Murray State spread. I did my research inside and out. Mm-hmm. I love that spread plus Murray State. Like I said, very close to being my lock of the day. It was my second or third choice. Just got edged out. I think that's going to be closer than people think. Yeah, 11. Man, that is a lot. 
that is a lot to hang. Everything's got to go right. You got to get off to a good start if you're going to cover 11. Correct. And, uh, you know, Murray State's used to be in uh, their, their coaches used to coach in big time games this time of year. Old Dominion, or not Old Dominion, uh, Drake, on the other hand, not so much. They, uh, Murray State used to be in the OVC years ago. I remember them far too much. Uh, Eastern Illinois alumni, and they were, uh, they were a pain in the butt. Let's just put it like that. I'm drawing a blank, but they had a big center for Murray State that didn't even get picked in the NBA draft. Well, John Morant went there as well. Yeah, but I'm talking about this is years ago. Right. I know I, you're, I know you're I realized, talking about. I bet it's closer to 30 years, even though I'm thinking it's 20, but I bet it's closer to 30 years. And they had a big center. I can't remember his name right now off the top of my head, but he uh, had them – I think Sweet 16. If not, then, then then they just missed it like they lost a nail-biter in the field of 32. Yeah, I, I, I think I know who you're referring to, but it, it's crazy because you they remember. Used to be in the OVC, Middle Tennessee used to be in the OVC. And when I lived in, in that city, Moorhead State used to be in the OVC. So MTSU and Moorhead State played twice a year, and there was a local bar that loved to put on the sign when Moorhead State would come to town in all sports, but specifically basketball. They would say, uh, in big letters, would just say, uh, Go Blue, beat Moorhead. <laughs> yeah, I, hey. Yeah. <laughs> Die laughing. That and. Um, when they would play Austin P, the the uh, tagline on on that same sign would say, uh, "We don't go P in 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 Middle Tennessee." <laughs> <laughs> oh man, Austin P, they're still in the OVC. They didn't make it out. Some people are doomed to stay in the OVC forever. It, it surprises me the OVC is still around. I agree. I mean, Eastern when you watch Eastern Illinois and Austin P and teams as such nowadays yeah you'll think the same in college basketball college football they're pretty good even though it's not bowl eligible uh conference but it's pretty good but college basketball it's rough yeah ovc man that is a uh that is a storied conference that Who is in it now? I'm I'm looking it up right now because I'm just curious. OVC, God, it's nothing. What it? I mean, OVC, Ohio Valley Conference, used to be right there. Essentially, what what it's saying, it used to be in the Middle Tennessee area, the Kentucky area, Ohio. Listen to the teams that are in there now: Vermont, mm-hmm. UMass Lowell, New Hampshire, Bryant, uh, UMBC, uh, Binghamton, Maine. I think Tennessee State. Uh, doesn't show that unless what I'm showing is New Jersey IT and Albany. This is OVC, right? Ah, no, they screwed me. That's what it was. Okay. The OVC. I Googled OVC and it took me to the American East. I thought that sounded odd. 
Yeah, they they always do that on the top one. I'm pretty Tennessee State, SIUE, Eastern Illinois, Austin P. Those come off the top of my head as some of the schools. Okay, Moorhead State is still there. Moorhead State, Tennessee Tech, Tennessee Martin, Tennessee. Okay, this this sounds more like I didn't know Lindenwood was in the OVC. Little Rockies. All right. Well, some um, of those schools are new ads over the couple of years that you know they're replacing a. Uh, the the former departures such as the Murray States of the world. That conference has been around since 1948. Yeah, it's been it's been sticking around for a while, trying to do its thing. And the headquarters are now essentially in Nashville. It's it's listed as Brentwood, Tennessee, but it's, it's just a suburb of Nashville. What what is your uh, lock for the day? I got the money line for my lock of the day, and let me pull it up here. It's New Mexico at Colorado State. That game is actually taking place tonight at um, 11.30 p.m. Eastern. New Mexico is minus 142 on the money line. They're 21-9 this year. Colorado State is under 500, and they just got ran over by San Jose State. It looks like they packed it in, mailed it in already, and New Mexico's fighting for a, a playoff berth, a March Madness berth, so they have a lot more to play for. I like them a lot at minus 142 on the money line. My lock of the day is new is a Tarleton will shut out New Mexico State. Now, for people who don't know what I'm talking about, uh, <laughs> New Mexico State had to forfeit the first round of the tournament. Uh, Tarleton wins 2 nothing on a forfeit. Um, uh, <laughs> My original lock until I realized how early the thing tipped off was the game that we were referencing earlier, the, the, the Northern Illinois game, but that game kicked tipped off well before our game start, our, our show started. So let me pivot a little bit and uh, pivot. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go. Where is that at? It is, oh. It's funny because I was at work and I ran into the same scenario. I said if our, if we did Braves country this morning, my lock of the day would have been the game I won already, the uh, Southern Charleston Buccaneers game. I'm in the same boat. I don't like taking. All right, I'll tell you. Wh- I'll tell you where I'm going with this one. My lock of the day. See, I have it pinned right here. I'm going to take a... Where is the... We are just talking about it. Uh, 7 o'clock, is that what it is? Yeah, okay, here we go. Give me Murray State plus 11. Hate the Drake. Hate the Drake. I love it. Like I said, I was thinking about it. Plus eleven, Murray State. It just seems like too too big of a number. Um, game is at seven o'clock Eastern, quarterfinal in the MVC tournament, and I just think Murray State can. Murray State may even pull off the gargantuan upset, but honestly, I don't understand what why the number is that big. Yeah, I might put $5 or so on their money line. I'm definitely taking their spread for a decent amount. I might take their money line for a little bit as well. I have them in a parlay. I have their spread in a parlay currently. One of eight legs hit, so we'll see. 
Any other games you like tonight? Yeah, I do. Over to the world. Like I said, I like three games as my locks. You name the Murray State one. I like the New Mexico one. For any hockey fans listening, I like the Anaheim Ducks a lot tonight. They're minus 118 at home against the Canadians. The Ducks beat the Canadians not too long ago, and they've been playing a lot better hockey. That's a far travel for Montreal, especially on a back-to-back. That one takes place at 10 o'clock Eastern tonight. And I also like Kansas City in the world of college basketball. Kansas City is plus one and a half, I believe, and they're playing in their conference tournament right now. Let me see what time that one is. Kansas City tips off. I just had, oh, they tip off 930 Eastern. Kansas City plus one and a half against Omaha. So those are two I like tonight. Anaheim Ducks in hockey at 10 Eastern and Kansas City in college basketball, 930 Eastern against Omaha. A game I would have liked to, I don't like to pick games that you can't see no matter what. And I don't see a way that you can watch this game, but I'm interested. I would have liked to have taken BYU minus six and a half at home against Portland at nine o'clock. Mm. I don't see it listed as a plus, as anything. I'm wondering if it's on that goofy BYU channel they used to have. I don't know if it still exists, but I don't see any way to actually watch it. So I, I always steer clear of ones that you can't. You know, if you can't at least, at least see it on the plus, I, I try not to pick it up. Another one that I really am leaning towards is that Tennessee Tech, uh, Tennessee Martin game, 1030. And I... I hate taking New Mexico on the road against Colorado State because Colorado State's much better at home, but I am very tempted in that one as well. I'm pretty sure USC Upstate just hit a buzzer beater three to beat Garner Webb by one. Ah, Of course they did. Of course they did. I think that's... I I don't know what color jerseys I'm looking at. (laughs) I'll be honest with you. The great team. I'm not a hundred percent sure, but I think we lost. <laughs> I don't know who the great team is, but the great team hit it was that was a bank shot off the glass. Dude, luck. This is that that's why I, I love betting this stuff, but at the same time hey, I guess I won on a buzzer beater earlier, now I lose on one, so I guess it's only appropriate. Yep, it it was upstate. They're up by one with there's only point one seconds left, so there's no way unless you're gonna con someone into getting a <laughs> a tech what's your walk off we got a jam hey uh enjoy tonight tomorrow and sunday in college basketball because this is the cr- prime of march madness in my opinion it's a appetizer to the dinner i love this time of year enjoy see you monday three to five we go live tuesday we'll have braves red Sox. stay tuned for the brian snow show for all the guys and gals behind Braves Country and Armchair Quarterback Radio. I'm Mac McGee. We shall see ya. Have a great weekend, y'all. It's Friday, Working Stiffs. Everybody. Four, three, two, one. Happy weekend. (laughs) Goodbye, sweetheart. Well, it's time to go. We're back tomorrow with another show. Well... Unless we're fired, we'll talk to you then. Goodbye, sweetheart. Goodbye. Goodbye. Guys and gals, it's time to go. We'll see you on the next show. Same back time, same back channel.
Thanks for listening to Braves Country with Mac McGee and the Armchair Quarterbacks on 99.1 FM WQEE, The Key in Noonan, Georgia, and simulcasting on youtube.com forward slash at Braves Country. Braves Country comes your way weekdays, 3 p.m. Eastern to 5 p.m. Eastern. Please follow, like, and subscribe today. Armchair Quarterback Radio, your first choice for Southern sports. Something of the 5th of September. Something of the 5th of September. She said a lot that I can't remember. Something of the 5th. Can I get another cigarette, please? Can I get another cigarette, please? Yeah, I know I live to regret it. Just give me another You're listening to WQEE 99.1 FM, The Key in Noonan, Georgia. Tuesday, March 7th, 6.05 Eastern, first pitch. Braves Country is bringing you Atlanta Braves, Boston Red Sox, pitch by pitch, inning by inning, from Northport, Florida at Cool Today Park. Red Sox versus Braves broadcast will begin 6 Eastern, first pitch delivered by 605. Catch all the action right here. Make sure to like and subscribe. Braves Country HD, youtube.com forward slash at Braves Country for Atlanta Braves baseball all year long.